1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Jake from Sports Talk here on Conroe's 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStart.com. If you're listening there, I would like to welcome you to our little corner of the world, Montgomery County, Texas. Man, it feels good to hear that music again. I had a week off, nice little vacation away from Dick. It was wonderful. He's in here. He's our engineer for t- 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 for today's show, which is good to have him in. But yeah, it was, it was a nice little break, but I missed you guys. I missed that music. I missed Dick. It was, it was boring not working, right? I mean, come on. We all live to work. Right, Dick? Don't you live to work? Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, yes, I am your host, Jake LaFleur, and I would like to personally welcome all to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio. If you uh, want to get in touch with me, if you want to follow the show, if you want to get involved with the show... Tune in to my Facebook and my uh, YouTube account. Both are at uh, Jake from Sports Talk. And you can contact me, message me through those, and or you can email me at jakefromsportstalk at gmail.com. Reach out to all those platforms. Don't forget, when you're on YouTube or Google Play or iTunes, uh, don't forget to like the show, subscribe to it. And every time we post up something new, if you missed a live uh, Live Viewing of it and I know hey, we got we all got all got busy lives. We got things going on can't always listen to a show live So make sure you subscribe and that way every time we post a new show it'll ding your phone and you can get the most of My beautiful voice Jake from sports Talk, all day every day 24 7 All right, so yeah, like I said, we missed the show last week So we've got a lot to catch up on in this one show because a lot has happened in the sports world over the, the two-week span and uh, so far to this point, uh, we've talked a lot of NBA off season and way more than I thought we were going to talk. Uh, but this show is going to be heavy football, heavy baseball with the tread day, de- uh, tread dead deadline here and gone for the MLB and spring training preseasons games. Uh, we had our first one this past Saturday and we've got our second one tonight. And that says those Houston Texans. And, um, and yeah, and so, you know, we'll dive right into all that uh, in the later segments. But for now, let's start as we do every week, every show, with a quick wrap-up of uh, what has happened in the sport since we uh, last came together. So this past uh, weekend, Steph Curry tried to uh, show off his golfing skills. Uh, he received an exemption to the web.com tour event, the Ellie May Classic. He posted two rounds of 74, which is pretty pretty surprising there. Uh, he did miss the cut, though, however, and um, didn't get to play over the weekend. Now, yeah, like I said, this is surprising. And, and everybody, it, he surpassed everyone's expectations. Uh, but I don't think we can be overly shocked here. Um, you know, the NBA and PGA Worlds haven't really collided quite that well. I mean, we've we've seen Charles Barkley at that, I forget, whatever the the celebrity event is. You know we've seen Charles out there hacking and shanking, and it's terrible. Uh, but Steph played in that this year, uh, did really well. I, I believe actually, I, I think he won it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but to see him get the exemption and go into play, a lot of people thought he was going to just collapse and and post you know two rounds in the 80s and just look terrible. So he, he definitely surpassed everyone's uh, expectations. But let's not you know let's be realistic here. This is the Web.com Tour event, not a PGA event. Uh, So he's not playing against the best of the best. He had finished every hole with a double bogey or better, which is impressive. Uh, But he played from the rough constantly and missed a lot of putts that PGA tour players would have made. And you think that, you know, basketball players have a harder regular season schedule than PGA players. But in reality, I would, I would argue that that's not true. I would argue it's the other way around. I, what an nba player goes through the main hardship that they that they experience through a regular season is the travel schedule and how much they play a week they play three four or five games a week but when they're not playing those games they're either traveling or they have off days or they they they're in the you know the locker room they're they're not they're not pushing it 100 percent every week in between games and not to take away anything you know, from those players or anything like that. I mean, they work extremely hard. But what a Jordan Speth puts in week in and week out to ensure that he's ready to play four rounds of golf back to back to back. and it those those guys aren't just going out and playing eighteen holes. I mean, they're out there four or five hours prior to a game. They're hitting, you know three hundred to five hundred range balls leading up. They're putting for and this doesn't sound overly strenuous but I'm telling you the, the mental aspect of this and what they go through in the in the prep on and that's every day before each round. So if they're playing Monday or Thursday through Sunday, then that that Monday through Wednesday portion they're flying and they're traveling to that new course and they're there, you know, they're there Monday. Monday's their sort of light day, they'll hit probably 500 range balls that day, but then Tuesday and Wednesday they'll go play 36 Or more holes plus range time plus practice screen times plus hitting the gym and I mean there's seven days pushing it metal to the pedal sort of you know situation whereas NBA players their biggest strain on their body is the lack of rest lack the lack of sleep that they get and so I would be I would I think a lot of people people would be shocked by the amount of uh, by how many NBA players probably couldn't handle the rigorous schedule of the PGA tour. So I, I, I just don't want to put, you know, too much belief into Steph Curry and what he did. I, I, I He's an excellent athlete, and I'm not going to take anything away from him. But we've seen Romo do the same thing. We've seen him him go out there and perform. And actually, Romo played in a PGA tour event, and he missed the cut as well. He didn't do as well as Steph did in this, this competition. But Steph played... You know, the, what, where Steph played this past weekend was an easier course than where Romo played back, I think that was, what, 2010? So, yeah, the funniest thing coming out of uh, this round, of his first round, though, was his very first shot of the entire tournament. Nerves and jitters got to him, and he uh, he shanked his shot to the right, his tee shot to the right. After a couple hops, it uh, it landed perfectly in a golf cart cup holder, so... He made it into one, he had one hole in one. It just wasn't the right hole. So, uh, staying with golf. We do have a sad moment kind of coming up this upcoming weekend, uh, with the sport of golf and the PGA tour overall, it is the PGA championship this upcoming weekend. Jordan Spieth is looking to win it for the first time and complete his career grant, career grand, grand slam. There we go. am going to get it out. Uh He really says it would be cool, but he's not really concerned about it. Which, you know, come on, we all we all know he's concerned about it. I mean, come on, everybody wants to win at least each major one time, and that's 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 a huge career. I mean, you want to win at least one major, but if you can win each one at least once, that's a you you know you're you're putting yourself up there amongst the greatest to ever play the sport. So obviously, it's a big deal. The reason why this is a sad event is a that's my least favorite major that goes on every year. Uh, it, it's the sign that summer's coming to an end, normally it means that school's right back around the corner I'm sure parents, some parents are happy about that factor, and you know, the only positive that comes out of this tournament is that we see the arrival of football right around the corner, I mean it, it, football is literally the next sport to come after after golf ends and yeah, we've, we've still got baseball going on, but yeah, you know, baseball's kind of boring to talk about, so uh, speaking of baseball, we had the uh, MLB 2017 Hall of Fame inductions this uh, two weekends ago. Now, uh, Alan Bud Selig, uh, got in. Selig, sorry, uh, got in. John Schultz, and uh, then Tim Raines, Jeff Bagwell, and Ivan the Pudge Rodriguez. Uh, <laughs> the 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 big two out of this is Jeff Bagwell and uh, Pudge Rodriguez. Uh, Pudge had a lot of steroid. Accusations around his name, and out of that era of players that that were you know suspected of using steroids, I think he's the one that had the most suspicion that has actually gotten in. Now he had less than what Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens or Pettit or any of those guys, but he had more than anybody else that is in the Hall of Fame now. So that that's kind of a big deal to see, and, and we might see the page turn on the the steroid era and they might just say hey look we're all going to we're going to let all these guys in just based off of their numbers and we're going to put a little asterisk next to their name and everything like that. I'm fine with that. I don't to me it was an entertaining time to watch baseball. Everybody was sort of doing it, kind of mentality and you know, look, if everybody's going to go down together, let them go down together and just say hey look, this time period, this era of um this era of baseball has just an asterisk next to it. And if you're making it into the hall of fame and you played during this time period, you've got a little asterisk next to it. So that's, that's about all I've got to say about that. I'm not going to go on the huge rant. Every, every sports outlet has covered that over the years, plenty enough to where I don't think it needs to be touched. Uh, And the 2017 NFL hall of fame inductions occurred this past Saturday, the Cardinals and the Cowboys Played in the uh, first preseason game of the uh, of the year and the uh, in the NFL's annual uh, Hall of Fame game and the Cowboys won twenty to eighteen I think and uh, this game had basically no stars in it so it wasn't really a compelling game to watch the biggest thing was everybody who got in so the, the class featured uh, Kenny Easley, Morton Anderson, Terrell Davis, Jason Taylor, which Jason Taylor's speech was hilarious if you get a chance to go watch it go watch it. I wish we had time to you know show it to you guys today, but uh, we're not going to get around to it. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson had a really moving speech. If you get a chance to go watch that one too. Kurt Warner, I, I love the goofy Kurt Warner thing. But the big one, the big one is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones got into the NFL Hall of Fame. The reason why, and I know a lot of Cowboys fans out there are sort of, hey, look, this is... You know, awesome, and they're really excited, and they're big Jerry Jones supporters. Jerry Jones is probably one of my least favorite NFL owners, and probably one of my least sports owners across all all of sports. And I think that he glorifies what the NFL tries to not represent. Um, I think he supports a lot of bad actions, players who commit bad actions, himself committing bad actions. And I I don't want to do any reckless speculations here. I just want to implore all of my listeners out there, take a second to go look into Jerry Jones' criminal history and everything like that. The man is a brilliant businessman. He's a great entrepreneur. He's done a lot of of good things for that greater Dallas area. I'm not going to take anything away from him there. But overall, and the one championship he's got, under his belt, I, I really don't believe, uh, I, I don't believe it had anything to do with him. And I think he takes the majority of, of the uh, the glory and the fame from that. So it's the only little, uh, that's my rant on that. I'm, I'm not going to get on i um, I'm not going to get on a, a big soapbox about it. Go and, and, and just look into his history, go and, and do the research for yourself, become informed in on him. And I think you'll dislike the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame as much as uh, as much as I like. I dislike that. So uh, now I'm gonna bring in my Mr. Engineer over here, who's uh, he was all buzzed about the the Neymar trade talks, and he he wanted to talk about it so bad. So, hi, Dick. How are you doing?
2: Doing well. Did you
1: miss me for those? Uh... Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. We need our sports talk every every Wednesday. At
1: one. <laughs> so this Neymar talk. What's going on with that? What's the what's the transfer? It's a transfer, right? Not a trade.
2: It's it's a transfer. Yeah. Uh, it's the biggest soccer transfer ever recorded. Uh, what was interesting about it, though, was basically Neymar paid the contract yeah. out. He bought himself out, which he, he there's no way he had over two hundred million dollars. It, it
1: was what like two sixteen, I think. Yeah. It
2: was around two sixteen. Depending on what currency you're going with, but uh, he joined PSG, and a lot of people were really upset about this because of where he got the money. In the shadiness of the deal because a lot of people believe because uh, there's financial fair play is a, it's a yeah. institution that kind of surveys all FIFA and UEFA things going on so like certain teams can't just outspend and spend and spend and not make a return so it's it's kind so, of that helped to balance the system and they think they think the state of Qatar, yeah. Paid for everything. Yeah. So now Qatar, like states or countries, are now <laughs> paying for transfers and things like so that. Now, so now,
1: now does Qatar own like a certain portion of his contract or, or a certain portion well, of his? Well, pros- I mean, I don't friends? know the
2: fine the fine print of it. But basically, what happened was for Neymar to leave uh, in Spain, it's legally required each team that has players to have a release clause. Yeah. Uh, that way, I mean, it, it kind of just said, well, release clause is I can talk to this. Team and buy and purchase the rights to this player. Yeah, and it's a known thing, so that they don't sit there and just debate how much money they want to spend. It's more of like, so for Neymar they set it at two hundred and like twenty million dollars, thinking mm-hmm. no one's gonna pay that. Yeah, no, obviously. Like, why would anyone pay that? And uh, it's basically the state of guitar They think we're the ones, not PSG, not the team in Paris. So, so. Uh- is
1: there any other way he could have come up with this money? I mean, well, the
2: thing is with uh, is there I, any other speculations? The, the, the financial fair play, what it is, I think that they have to do a percentage of balance. So basically, yeah. the money you spend, it has to be a percentage of the money your income you made of last year. And then you can always invest a certain percentage, but you can't, you know, triple what you earned yeah. in spending. So they're spending like three to four times what they actually made last year. Yeah. So that's when it comes in like suspicious. Like, where are they getting this money? Because they have to they have to disclose their numbers every year. Uh, to what...
1: to who the 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 FIFA body or so
2: yeah, it's for, for FIFA and UEFA, which in is UEFA? The European. Yeah, uh, Well, will give you an idea. Another sus- suspicious thing they're doing. Same thing with Manchester City is when people do sponsorships. So. An average sponsorship for like a T-shirt or a stadium, it's like forty to like sixty million dollars now, which is actually really high. They got something for like Man City got one for two hundred million, and it's was from right, Qatar plan? Airways or uh, something like that. Yeah. Like no, like to name the stadium or something like that.
1: Well, and yeah, but that's a big. Th- I, I would be interested in seeing. Yeah,
2: but it's it's so much more money than the previous sponsorship. It was just kind of like clearly this money is used to influx the team, not for an actual sponsorship. It's not they're paying well over what it's worth. And that's what people are thinking is a lot of these outside entities are putting so much money into it. either money laundering or uh, – <laughs> no, really, because that was a big deal. Uh, the guy who owns Chelsea is an oil baron in Russia, and that's what they think he – the reason he purchased it was because of the the blood money. Basically, it was all blood money that he got from Putin and stuff like that. So that way they can't really trace the money. It's like, no, I invested in, the, in a soccer club. So, so
1: MetLife Stadium is uh, the most expensive – um sort of metLife pays the most out of all, all the other uh, sponsors four hundred million dollars so yeah that's a ten year contract. Four hundred million, so basically forty million a
2: year. Yeah, but these folks I think are paying two hundred million a year.
1: Two hundred million a year—that's oh, wow. what I'm saying.
2: So I have to look that up because I remember when I was reading that, it was just one of those things that
1: it catches your eye and you're, yeah, just you're like, like, "There's man, no way." Well,
2: let's imagine you're someone pays X amount, and then someone comes in and pays four times the amount. Yeah, and you're like, "Okay, something's up." You know, that's kind of odd that someone would be willing to pay that, uh, and it's because that's why financial fair play was created was they wanted to make it balance between all the teams where teams couldn't just keep taking money from owners. And that was, and actually in Germany they have a huge rule, it's actually I, this is what I like, it's not it's not like the NFL, they have a thing they have 50 plus 1%. So in in Germany they have a rule where a corporation cannot own 51%
1: oh, so basically of a club. They, so can't, they, they can't have majority on they can't own. have.
2: They can, no one can ever have majority of and they have an issue right now because Red Bull uh, purchased a club in a lower league and they've got now. I've got and promoted every year. Now they're in the main league, and they had an issue with the name because they don't. The name Red Bull it's is already was in the name of the club, and like, no, we can't do that. You can't have advertising advertisements for for that.
1: Okay, so that's different too, because in the Premier League, they have tons of advertisements on their jerseys. Yeah, but they? it's not the name of the team though.
2: You know how we have Red Bull, New York Red Bulls. Yeah. So they can't do that. They can't have the Red Bulls because that's but brand. like doesn't man, you have Emirates like. But I'm talking about in the team Oh, name. oh you just can't have it in the team name. In the team name, and okay. it's like no. And so basically, the 51% is owned by the club or by the people. Most clubs in Europe are, are basically like imagine your country club. Yeah. But they do other things like Bayern Munich has a chess club. A racquetball club, and it's all a conglomerate of Bayern
1: Munich. How much does it cost to become a member? I of? think it's like thirty dollars or something like that a
2: year. What? It's not.
1: Dick, we should go buy a team.
2: Yeah, well, you, you and well, it's us. your part. It's all uh, it's all owned by the people. <laughs> yeah, I know, and, uh, and it so it's just really funny that that's happening in soccer, and it's coming into the MLS is now going to be under fire in the next ten years because
1: and trying trying to join that sort of system, right?
2: Well, because one of the biggest issues, to give you an idea, is like uh, Cincinnati is a team, and they're trying to become MLS, and they get 30,000 people to come to their games. They're already sold out really, of their season. And, I mean, that's a lot of people to go to. A, and w- and what's it, the
1: MLS? Hes- why, is, why is the MLS hesitant?
2: It's just because they want to do, to me what it is, they want to choose the right owners who want to own it. So giving give you another example, Detroit. Detroit FC has a huge following. The, the people who follow that team actually help pay for the new stadium. Really? They they did like a crowdfunding thing and paid for a stadium. So they get regularly like 10,000 plus people to go to those games. They're not, they're not, this is like lower league stuff. Yeah. And basically, MLS has told those folks, we don't want you. So because they want to give it to another Detroit owner to have a bigger, bigger plants who, you know, do the 60,000 seats and stuff like that. But, but they but they already have a soccer team there, and they already have a huge following.
1: Yeah, so why wouldn't you just pick up on the huge following they, and then, and and then help what, them fund just, to get them that sixty thousand? That's stated. what
2: that's what I'm saying. It's one of those. It's one of those things. Like that's why uh, that's why L A has two teams. Yeah, because there's there's somebody there that has a lot of money and they want to. They want a team. They wanted. They wanted a team there. I mean, I don't know why you would need two teams in L A, but
1: well, but the NFL does. Uh, everybody. does Everybody that, does yeah. it. Everybody yeah. Well, because the LA. money's there and they yeah. have the
2: people, but. Uh, but it's just kind of one of those things because the United States is a lot bigger than Europe, and because Europe, it's easier to travel game to game. Like the away games that you're in Europe are so much easier to go to, yeah. than here. And well, so, I, th- I think
1: you see a big thing, uh, a big problem with that when it comes to college football. I think you see the yeah, well, SEC yeah. teams more willing to travel the distance, but when they play, like in the playoff, they go and they play Oregon and Dallas. You, you it was ninety, 10%, 90 to ten percent, and yeah. that was it, it was completely unfair as far as. It was a home field game essentially for Alabama, but uh, real quick we got to go to break. But real quick, uh, Premier League starts this weekend. Is there a, a game you want to watch? A specific game you, you want to go to? Uh,
2: no, I mean I think it's all those games. Premier League is just a lot of fun to watch because what I love about it now is the TV sponsorship made so much money with the new deals. Every team now gets like forty-five to sixty million a yeah. year guaranteed. So every team has some spending money every year now. So it's not just, like, three teams who have the oil people involved. Yeah, every, now, everybody can be televised. Now everyone can – no, everyone's competing. Oh. So oh, it's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. teams are all good. Yeah. It's kind of fun to watch. Everybody's I mean, relevant. Every, yeah, everyone – you never know that even the best team – it's not like Barcelona or Real Madrid and then, like, who else is in that league? Yeah. And, no, it's not like that at all. So it's just kind of – that's what I like watching So every game's good. Really?
1: Anyone in particular? I, I know you're not a. I know, I know you're not a rooting fan of anybody from that. From that. No, league, they're all.
2: But... I, really, the way I look at it is every weekend I see those top six, top eight teams, and who are they playing? They're playing one of each other. I try to watch that game. So, Give me a finite game. Oh, okay. Sorry. Is, is, is am you?
1: <laughs> looking for something compelling? Uh,
2: <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, the on. Well, basically, on the the game I want to watch is Bar- Barcelona playing Real Madrid. There we go. That's not that's we, not Premier League. All right. So, but that's on Sunday. Right. Uh, but
1: get a break. Yeah, Arsenal is playing. <laughs> there you go. They're all good. All right, watch Premier League, I guess, this weekend. All right, hey, when we come back, we're gonna talk about some real football. We're gonna get to some NFL talk and uh, and what's going on with this uh, this Dolphins situation. Uh, we're gonna have to see if uh, Cutler's gonna pull out a full carton of cigarettes this this season. All right, stay tuned. You're listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. I love this song. God, I miss it so much. All right, welcome back. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. If you're watching on YouTube, you will see my wonderful station manager walking behind me, keeping my lighting good. So that way, if you get a chance to watch on our city TV here in the greater Conroe area, or if you subscribe to YouTube and you go and uh, watch the, the replay version of this, you can see my beautiful face, and he's keeping it beautiful. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. And he's he's not bad-looking himself either. All right. That is Dick Schischler. He is our station manager, and he has also got a show of his own. I love bringing him on here to talk soccer. He knows a lot about it. He knows a lot about the transactions over there in the European area, and it, it's always fun to get him riled up. He, he, well, also dynamo. Well, and dynamo, Dynamo yeah. signed a 32-year-old Swiss guy He's recently. Switzerland? Well,
2: yeah, he's an international player. He, uh... And that's—I mean—he's old. So he's, it's be he's tan
1: for a Swiss person. Have you seen this guy? He, yeah, you sent me a, a message. Oh about no, that's, a, that's oh that's, that's a different one. Yeah, okay. No, no. Who's this Swiss guy?
2: Uh, basically, he's retired, like a retired over there, and no one would want to pick him up. So, of course, the Dynamo would get the scrubs. So,
1: hey, but they do well. How are they doing in point system right
2: now? They're—I uh, think they're like in third now. They're horrible on away uh, away games. Yeah, so. that's going. I well, think huh? they've only won one once on away games, and they tied or lost the others. So.
1: Uh they're in second now. Yeah. So, they're they're behind sporting KC.
2: Yeah, it's Felipe Senderos is the uh, Swiss defender.
1: Felipe? Yeah.
2: So, and then another news with him, Eric Torres uh got his green card. Oh, so, did he really? Yeah, which means usually in soccer you get to when you when you have players on a team you have to register them and we can only have yeah. so many international players. So he had to get So with him getting his green card, he's not an international player anymore. He's kinda of in the gray area now.
1: But the gray is good. Yeah.
2: The gray is good. Well, that means they can get another international player yeah. and stuff like that.
1: And so they can just keep doing that with their international players. They can bring one in, get them a green card, and then it takes them off the international roster. Yeah. Or a portion of the roster. So, yes, I do like bringing him in. Uh, his show, if you are a movie fanatic like I am, become a stubby and listen to Dick's show every Thursday from 12 to 1. 12 to 1 here on Lone Star Community Radio or IRLoneStar.com. He has uh, him his, him and his co-hosts, and I usually engineer that show. It's always the three of us, and we've got uh, some awesome movie talk. It's called The Ticket Stub. I'm a stubby. We love our stubbies, and they're still doing the contest now, right, uh, with the uh, free movie tickets. So
2: Yeah, we give away two movie tickets to the Grand Theater here in Conroe every week, so just check us out on Facebook and see what our rules are. I think our current game is we named an actor a place – and a theme, and you had to write a movie.
1: You had to write a movie, and, and so, the best movie wins?
2: And the best movie, we'll, we'll read it out loud, and yeah.
1: Nice. Nice. And I can't win, right? I can't put it in my sister. You can. You can go for it if it's good. Oh, yes. I can win two free movie tickets, so I can go by myself. Yay. All right. Uh, getting into the NFL talk. Uh, so Ryan Tannehill, big news there. He goes down with what is most likely going to be a, a complete and total season-ending uh, knee injury. Uh, they haven't said that surgery is needed yet, but as the days go on, uh, step by step, they're getting closer and closer. And I'm guessing by the end of this week, come Sunday, we're gonna ha- we're gonna hear the announcement that he's gonna go ahead and have surgery. And I don't want to say it's the end of his career because I don't think it's the end of his career overall, but I think this might be the end of his career as a starter. I like Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he's a hardworking kid. He's out of a And M. He's a good Texas boy. Uh, he's just not. Uh, he's not starter material he I mean he's good he's, he's good but I don't think he's that good and I think this injury is going to be a big step back for him and I think you're going to see him go down to uh, second string status so the Dolphins in a panic and in frenzy go over to their uh, their new guy Adam Gase and they say hey can you go get us Cutler Cutler gets a phone call from Mr. Gase and Gase says hey come on we, we need you we'll give you a contract for one year 10 million And Jay Cutler's wife was like, "If you don't take that contract, I'm divorcing you." I think she was already tired of his mopey and you know depressing attitude going around the house. So Adam Gase and uh, and Cutler go back. Adam was his uh, offense coordinator in Chicago. They had a year and a half together. It it, it went well that first year. Well, it went okay that first year. Let's say that Uh, that that second year, that half a year, it didn't. it, It was terrible. So. Uh, But we're going to see that Mopey uh, chain-smoking quarterback one more time for at least one more year. He did get an offer from Fox to be a broadcaster, and uh, I I think he was into that idea, but uh, I don't think uh, Mrs. Cutler could could have him turn down a one-year $10 million contract. So what this does for the Dolphins is it makes – well, what this does for for Jake LaFleur, your host, is it makes me look like an idiot because two weeks ago I – I went on and I said, Hey, look, uh, I think the Dolphins going to make the wild card position in that division. And um, yeah, now look, you know, that's why I don't like making predictions. So, because uh, you never know what's going to happen. A Tannehill injury like this, I think, hurts them. And I think ultimately it, it costs them a playoff position. Who takes their place? I haven't looked closely enough yet. So, man. But in other signing news, uh, Devontae Freeman for the Falcons. Uh, finally gets his extension done it's a five-year extension this is this is good for the Falcons not great it's good for the Falcons because Freeman's got about another year or two in him of solid close to a thousand yards rushing play and probably somewhere around the 10 to 15 touchdown range he's going to be a great fantasy football player I think he's going to be a great addition in short yardage, or not addition, but continue to be great in short yardage for them. And I think he'll be uh, elusive in the, you know, getting him, getting him out into the wings on those short dump passes uh, for the Falcons' offense overall. But why it's not a great move for them is the fact that this is a five-year contract, and it's not a whole lot of money that they're that they're throwing at him. But five years on a running back who's Already, I, I don't even know how old Freeman is, but he's he's not a young man anymore, and I think you're gonna see um, I think you're gonna see him drop off kind of after that second year. So I think the last um, I think the last three years of that contract, you're not gonna see the uh, return. He's twenty. He's twenty five. So he's tw- he's twenty five. Um, the average career span right now going for a running back is five to six years and so i think it's 5.6 or 5.7 or something like that so that's he's already three years or almost he's going into his fourth year as a running back he's got about two years left of 100 good production and then after that when you see that third and fourth and fifth year you're going to see him tail off and i think that's why this is going to ultimately and he's going to collect those paychecks and i think that's why this is going to be uh, a bad deal for the Falcons because this is going to drain heavy on their, uh, on their resources. So, and, and their finances going down. But, um, in last or in the last little bit of NFL, we'll talk for this segment. We're going to, we are going to touch on the uh, Kaepernick news, uh, in the last segment, but, uh, the last bit of news for my Texans listeners, we have the first preseason game coming up tonight here in Houston, they're playing the Panther or actually I think it's at it's at the it's at Carolina. So but uh, that's a 630 start. I know things are going to be hot and heavy in Houston. That is the only game that is tonight. Uh, but tomorrow starts our real first day. We've got uh, we got the Dolphins and Falcons going. We've got the Eagles going with the Packers. Broncos are getting out there. Patriots get their first one against the Jaguars. This will be our first chance to see um to see the the new Jaguars offense and what Tom Coughlin has been able to put together there in old Jacksonville, uh, we'll see the Washington Redskins and the Ravens go at it and everything like that. There's a couple more games in there. Friday, uh, Friday nights we got the big one there. It's for me, go Giants. Got the Giants playing. We got Bucks and Bengals, 49ers and Chiefs. Saturday, I want to see Raiders. I want to see the Oakland Raiders, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders just because I want to see where Carr is at. Derek Carr is the interesting situation there. I have the Raiders winning the NFC altogether, and I want to to see how much he's recovered, where he's at in his recovery process, and whether or not he's going to be uh, fully healthy and whatnot and ready to go. Um, Yeah, so other than that, I mean, you know, preseason football is not that great to watch. A lot of it, you don't see many stars. You don't see much going on um but hey what can you what can you do you know it's it's football we want to consume as much of it as we can because we get the least of it out of all the uh pro sports even in, even yeah and even at the college level i mean we, we don't get as much football as we do all, all the other sports so all right uh come in, we're going to come back in a break here in a second we're going to talk some baseball we're going to get uh we're getting down to the nitty gritty of it the last 50 games starting tonight for most of our major league clubs find out as i rank my top 10 teams and who i think has the best chance of winning the whole thing so stay tuned here to here on Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5 106.1 and worldwide on iartlonestar.com
0: Broadcasting 24 7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas.
1: All right, welcome back. We're going to make this a quick, quick intro. Don't forget to uh, go on over to my Facebook, my Gmail, my YouTube, my. Google Play, my iTunes, everything. Go search Jake from Sports Talk on all of those platforms. The email is Jake from Talk at gmail.com. Message me. Uh, like the show. Get involved in the show. Subscribe to the show. Don't miss out on any Jake from Sports Talk. Boom. All right. Like I said, nitty-gritty, last 50 games, regular season. Postseason is right there. We are in the, the major hunt for October. So let's dive right into it. Top 10 teams. Going into the last 50 games, the last home stretch, fourth quarter, if you will, of the season. It's a little, yeah, fourth quarter. That's that's good enough, right? It's a little less than that, I think. It's more like a third, but that's all right. We're not we're not mathematicians over here. So, number one team, no shocker, no surprise. We got the LA Dodgers, uh, 79 and 33 right now. They're on pace to win 111 games. Uh, I I think they. I, the, there was some talk earlier in the season, and there's still some chit-chatter about them reaching that 116 marker to catch the 2001 uh, Mariners. I, I don't see it happening. They've got a great team. Uh, the acquisition of UDarwish is great and awesome, and I think it's going to help their program, but I don't think they're going to hit that 116 marker, although I do think this is one of the better, if not the— I don't want to say the best. That That's too hard to, to judge over the years. This is one of the better teams we've seen in the entire history of, you know, the Major League Baseball. So it's a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun to watch. Um, If you get an opportunity, I think they're on ESPN and or Fox this week. So get a chance to go. If you get a chance to watch them, sit down and watch that game. They're a lot of fun to actually watch. They make baseball interesting. Another team that makes baseball interesting is our number two team. Astros 71 and 41 eight games back essentially off of off of the Dodgers for the best record in all of Major League Baseball They do lead the AL and wins uh, Followed by Boston Cleveland, New York Tampa and KC. I do like the Astros offense ability. I like uh, the acquisitions they made uh, in the bullpen during at the trade deadline and I think these two teams are who we're gonna see facing each other in the World Series. I think you're going to see an Astros-Dodgers World Series. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of uh, characters, a lot of uh, high-energetic you know, players on the on both of those teams. I think that that's going to—if that happens, if it plays out that way, I think that'll be a great World Series to watch. I think it'll be really good for baseball. Number three team. I, I like them. I don't trust them. I like what they've done uh, so far this year. The Washington Nationals but i don't trust them. They're 66 and 45 right now. They're the next best, they have the, they have the best next best overall rotation behind uh behind the Dodgers, but i i just don't think i i i can i can't trust them. I, I they've they've let us down so many times in the playoffs and and you know Max Scherzer is, is a great pitcher, but i i think alone he is not enough to carry you through the entirety of the playoffs and i think that they're going to they're going to see their downfall against the Dodgers. This, uh, I think that'll be your NLCS this year is Dodgers, uh, Dodgers, Washington. And I think they get taken out. So, uh, number 14, Red Sox, Chris sale, dominant as usual. And he got his 10th game on the road with 10 plus strikeouts. Uh, he's the fourth player to ever do that with 10 road, 10 or more road games with 10 or more strikeouts in each of those games. So that was, you know, Bravo to him. They're, they're, Pitching rotation, starting and bullpen, I give it a B-plus overall. Their, uh, their, their bats have been just way too inconsistent throughout the entirety of the year. There's times where they can put up 9 or 10 runs, but then they go downhill from there, and so it's it's really tough. Um, the number five team, oh, going actually going back over to Washington, congratulations to uh, Bryce Harper getting his 150th career home run. He's the, I believe, the fourth, or fifth fastest player to do so. So that, that's exciting for him. Uh, Chicago Cubs, 59-53, coming in at number five for me. Uh, definitely showing a sophomore slump after their, you know, 107-year drought-breaking World Series last year. But uh, they, they just got off to a, a terrible start, you know, to the season. They're in first place now again. They're up a game and a half, I believe, over Milwaukee, I'm sorry, Cubs fans. You just you're not going to get the encore performance you wanted this year, unfortunately. And I don't think it's anybody's to blame. I think it's just one of those things where, hey, you just you didn't have it this year, you know. And I, I don't think it's like, oh, we're going to go on another 107 year, you know, streak. But it just you're going to go at least on a one year streak. So uh, number six, I got uh, at this position. It's kind of tough. So number six and number seven are side by side. And I'm going to give the Rockies a slight edge over the Diamondbacks, so I'm going to go number six, Rockies, Colorado Rockies. Number seven, I'm going to go Arizona Diamondbacks. Sorry, John McCain, your team is not going to have its Cinderella run this year, and unfortunately, you know, it, it's just not going to work out for either of these teams because they're going to have to face the Dodgers after they get through the wild card playoff game. I think both of these teams win the wild card. I think you see three teams come out of the out of the. Uh, NL West division uh, with Dodgers obviously winning it with the best record. And these two taking the uh, the wild card game. They play each other in the wild card game. I think the Rockies edge out. Or sorry, I think the yeah the Rockies edge out Arizona. But I think um, I think ultimately it doesn't matter who wins that game. I think they both are going to have to go play the Dodgers, and I think the Dodgers beat both of them there. So uh, number eight, we're going over to the Yankees back to the NL East. Fifty nine and fifty two. They made a bunch of moves at the trade deadline uh, that that make this team a real threat for a run in October. Uh, but call me a Yankee hater. Call me what you want. Call me biased. I don't see it happening. Judge is a good player. Um, I think he's got the real potential to be a great player. But the Yankees traded the they traded away their farm this year, and they've done this so many times in the past. They've 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 traded a ton of prospects to get to get results now and. It doesn't always work out the way they want it to. It hasn't worked out in years past. Uh, they've gotten one World Series from taking that sort of business model, and I, I, don't, think it's, I don't think you're, you're going to see them get enough out of their staff and enough out of the older players. Most of the guys, they got on one- or two-year contracts, so it's, it, they, they gave up a ton for results now, and I just don't see it playing out in their favor. And, and you look at the, the six games since, they had a game and a half lead at the trade at the end of the trade deadline. And now they're three and a half back on the uh, Red Sox. So I think y- y- you see that, you know, they didn't, they didn't get what they paid for essentially at, at this point. It's, it's early, it's you know, too early to really say, but at this point, the way it's trending they, they overpaid, they overspent. So, uh, and number nine, and this is basically going to be the wild final wild card spot. Um, on the other side, on the NL side, and, or sorry, no, on the AL side, it's a madhouse. There's, there's no way, your guess is as good as mine. So, KC and Tampa Bay are currently tied, and they're two and a half games, they're both two and a half games behind the Yankees, and I don't think that's going to change. I think the Yankees take that first wild card spot, and I think whoever they do play, I think they beat them, and they go on to face whoever they end up facing uh, in the next round of the playoffs, but... Other than that, you've got six or eight teams that are six and a half games behind the Yankees. Eight teams that are six and a half games behind the Yankees. How can you guess? I mean, there's, there's, that's way too close of a window. With you know too much crunch time left, th- tons of stuff can happen, and it, it shows how random this sport can truly be. So I'm, um, I'm excited to watch it. I. It, and that's about all you can really do. I'm not going to try to predict the last one. So uh quick other side note, funny story, uh, not getting a lot of headlines. The uh, Rick Purcello is potentially going to join. He's a pitcher for the Red Sox. He's potentially going to join a unique club that only seven pitchers are a part of in the major league era, in the modern or live ball era of major league baseball. And that is he... Could, he's not there yet, but he could be the seventh pitcher to win 20 games in one year and then the next year lose 20 games. And in addition to that, only one other person has ever done that has won, where, where he's won the 20 games the first year and he won that, that Cy Young award and that is the Hall of Famer—oh, what was his name? Um Oh, I'm blanking. Oh, man. Anyways, he's the Hall of Fame. Oh, there we go. Uh, Steve Carlton. Steve Carlton won 20 games and the uh, Cy Young Award, and then the next year lost 20 games. So Rick Purcelli could be the second Cy Young Award winner to ever do that. So, All right, hey, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. When we come back, we are going to talk Colin Kaepernick, the petition, the rally, and what Fox News has to say about it. So stay tuned. You're listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Our
0: talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? The Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question get seen on tv or youtube and heard on our podcast fm and internet radio sponsor your local radio station with lone star community radio
1: all right welcome back to jake from sports talk here on lone star community radio i wanted to come back instead of my normal song to a glenn campbell song did you hear dick that glenn yeah. glenn campbell passed away i wanted to give him a little tribute that man uh wh- wh- how old was he when he passed away Eighty-one. Eighty-one. yeah that's sad news glenn campbell's a great musician great artist you know as you know i'm sure most of our listeners out there are lone star community radio fans in general we do have our talk block from 10 to 3 but outside of that We have some wonderful music here at uh, Lone Star, ranging, you know, from all sorts of different country styles, uh, from Texas Red Dirt to Americana to, I don't know, you name it all. We've got we've got some good some good variety of country here. So, but I just wanted to in a little shout out to the Campbell family and everything like that. Uh, Thoughts and prayers to all of you. But uh, yes, Colin Kaepernick. We've got a, a a new development here. And uh, basically, it's just coming down to the fact that the, people are trying to take this into their own hands. They're trying to sort of push and, 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 you know, force the NFL to make a change, to do something. And I just don't think that they realize the, the reality of the entire situation and everything uh, of, of what's going on with, with the NFL in this situation it's not something that is as simple as having a, a rally is not going to do anything. And it, it's funny who's actually going to lead this rally. And we're going to, we're going to talk about, we're going to hear this video here in a second from Fox news, but it's uh it's just funny to hear the, the people, the fans getting involved now. And it's almost like, where were you at? you know, four, four, three, four months ago when, this, when you could have actually made a difference, when, when this could have actually made a difference. Because I don't think people realize that right now no one's going to sign Colin Kaepernick because they can't sign Colin Kaepernick. They physically can't. They don't have room to sign Colin Kaepernick. All the rosters are filled out at this point. They've got their 78-man, I believe is what they're at right now, 78-man roster completely filled, and the NFL has rules in place that they can't add another player. So if you wanted to make a difference, if you wanted to do a rally to where someone would actually where someone would actually be able to hire him and sign him to a contract, you should have done this three or four months ago, right around the draft, the NFL draft, and you could have actually made a difference. But no, you sat and waited until the very end, till the very last segment, second, and now you can't do anything. So um we're gonna play this video really quick for you and this is uh fox news it's basically um they're talking to one of their um one of their analysts is uh talking about this whole rally thing going on so uh, enjoy this video from fox news
2: Spike Lee is demanding that people pay attention to him. The director of Do the Right Thing and Inside Man, who once sued Spike TV for stealing his first name, is furious that NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick still hasn't been signed by a team. So, Lee is holding a rally in support of Kaepernick outside of the NFL's headquarters. Jason Whitlock is with us. And, of course, uh, Fox Sports 1, he joins us now. All right, Jason, I've heard a lot of funny things, but this is one of the funnier things I've heard in a while. So Colin Kaepernick now needs a Spike Lee boost to make it back into the NFL, which didn't spend enough time dealing with his, you know, frankly, lack of patriotism the first time around. I don't get this.
0: Well, let's be clear here. Spike Lee is supporting this rally, and has said he won't have time to actually be there, but he was the first person to tweet
1: this. <laughs> oh, so Spike Lee is leading a rally that he's not going to actually attend. So that's wonderful to see and hear there from uh, from Fox News. The, the big thing about this all, guys, is that if you want to make a difference, get off your get off your rear ends, get out there and actually do something with your you know with your life. If you want to make a, a, a true difference, don't wait until the last second. Don't wait until, you know, and this is such a ridiculous thing. And and there's a petition going around now, and apparently 130, 160,000 people have signed this petition, and they've, you know, they've voiced that they're going to boycott the NFL. Boycotting the NFL is one of the hardest things to do in your entire life. Go look at all of their sponsors. You know how many products you would no longer be able to consume? Because if you consume that, you're ultimately leading down the chain to advertisement money that's going into the NFL po- uh, pockets. You know how many commercials you could no longer watch? Because if you're watching those commercials, those commercials help pay for NFL advertising. So guys, there's, there's not a whole lot you can do to really, yeah, you can stop buying tickets, but I, I'm telling you the, the tickets help the teams more than it helps the NFL. Yeah. Okay. You, you don't buy the NFL, you know, package. All right, well, that's fine. Yeah, that's a little cut in money and revenue there, but that's not a big deal. That's not a big loss because 160,000 people is not a lot of people in comparison to how many people actually watch the NFL. And of that 160, how many of you actually consume the NFL as a religious fan? So, hey, I'm just saying think about what you're actually you know doing here. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me today. I can't believe the hour's already up, but we had a ton to talk about. Dick's over here dancing right now, trying to get me off the air. I know we're we're about to hit that 55 marker. So thanks, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. It was a great week back. I enjoyed it. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next Wednesday here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IR, LoneStar.com!